1: Welcome to Heart in Hand, the Rangers podcast, the podcast that's right behind the appointment of Pedro Kach... 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 whatever his name is. This week on Heart in Hand, Scott, what is his name? Shireen. Welcome to Heart and Hand Rangers Podcast, my name is David Edgar, I'm your host and I'm joined this week by Mr Scott Acker. It's good to be back, hello hello, etc And so on and so forth Now, before we start the podcast, I have to apologise for what you might hear during the podcast You might hear some what appears to be snoring and heavy breathing and think, well, why, you know, Mark's not on it So, it won't make a lot of sense Well, it's because we're joined this week by my little dog, Maya Um, My other dog Arthur Unfortunately at the grand old age of 18 Passed away last week And since then Maya is And I do mean this literally Sticking to me like glue So the options were I either had her in the studio Or she stood at the door of the studio barking Trust me this is better
0: Yes Plus as you say Heavy snoring noises by somebody you're in bed with Is probably not unusual David
1: no, no, I must admit, uh, but the, the kind of heavy breathing, unless I've made them run down the yeah. stairs to get me, you know, an Oval Team or something. That's true. Probably not so much. So, uh, but I'm sure it's not the only one listening to you and me batter on that falls asleep.
0: No, again, that's a light teeth, probably for our lovemaking over the years.
1: Not to each other, that'd be abhorrent.
0: No, but that would bring in the heavy breathing. Anyway where's
1: this going Where's, where's this going More than heavy breathing uh, yeah. It's going to Saturday When With one of those Joyous 3pm kickoffs, Rangers fans en masse uh, Headed off to Ibrox Pardon me Which we sold out Oh not to Mass No god no No But we uh, Sold out I, As if that's a thing We always do You know we, to, we are We are the people But uh, yes uh, uh, For Pedro Caxinha There you go Pedro Caxinha's debut match
0: yes, I was reading on Twitter apparently the X can be pronounced in up to four different ways I think do you know what would be easier why didn't he just come out and say how he wants his name to be yeah. said
1: the other thing would be we'll pronounce it how we like because we won two wars that is
0: actually Portugal neutral mm-hmm. stroke axis power
1: yeah. pretty you, much you know, so, my, yeah. you know my views on this adapting it's like when people say oh have you seen the great drama it's uh, set in, in Denmark I'm <laughs> just Stop hearing right? I didn't fight in two wars to, well, at all, but also certainly not to to watch some boogie boogie language uh, on the telly. So either do it in English or. So, Folks, so, so from I've now known on...
0: David for about 15 years, right? And there's two things he's been stalwart about. Many, actually, many things, but two things about the arts that he's stalwart on. He doesn't watch black and white. No. And he doesn't like anything from the abroad.
1: Nope, not from the foreign. It's uh, I, I honestly think it's selling out every one of our British values. If you ever watch any one of these foreign, it's encouraging them. Uh, whereas what they should be doing is learning English, and then making the dramas in English. Uh, Although, in what, fairness, it's what God all, and nature intended.
0: You always relax those rules for Bongo, though.
1: Well, that's just that. Na- that's love making. That's different. That's natural. I couldn't be expect. I don't want them. Oh. That reminds me, I was probably going to come to this later, and god this is terrible, for any newcomers have been told, because we've been doing loads of football lately, and any newcomers to the pod will all been told, oh it's great, you know they break down the football tactical analysis, and you know, it's got to be about 15 minutes in before we get to it this week, but I'm not going to name where, but I was contacted this week by a listener, who said to me, have you ever heard of the name Scotty McAndrew? Yes, I have And yes, we have And we've referenced her on the podcast For those of you, she is, uh, formerly, was a porn star A a Scottish one, hence the name And uh, she was mentioned on the pod many moons ago For the memorable statement When she was indulging in what I believe they refer to as ATM,
0: Scott. I think that's the, the words, but not in the sense of getting money
1: out. Uh, I hope she got some money out for this. I mean, I'd, well, yeah. I'd certainly want a few quid. But, uh, yeah, she, she was partaking in a, in a movie whose central fetish tenet was ATM. And there's all these big American guys going, yeah, baby, you, you love that cup, baby. And she's going, oh, aye, a pure day. And, of course, came out with a memorable phrase, make me taste my erst. And <laughs> so, you, you remember Scotty McAndrew? Well, she's now given up the Scud and is a soccer mom in Scotland. Right? No. And, no, and I'm not going to name locations in case, but this listener uh, was standing with his brother, you know, watching, uh, I think it was his son's football match, and he went, I know her. And then he's like, Where do I know her from? And he, Gee, that's Scotty McAndrew. So, he took a picture and it was uh, So, ladies and gentlemen If you are taking your son To the football this week You genuinely could Run into a legendary Porn star At the side of the pitch
0: And if you're lucky, you might be able to make her taste her own ears
1: I don't think you will, see this is the thing um, I've long suspected that Porn stars would actually make terrible Life partners if if you wanted them For, for sexual reason because we'll put it this way, my brother in law is a mechanic, and see trying to get the cunt to fix your car on the weekend. Yeah. It's not possible. Because he quite rightly says, No, I've I've been fixing cars all week. The last thing I want to do with my leisure time is fix cars. I assume it would be the same for a porn star. That's a bossman's holiday. Yeah, I mean can you imagine that? It's like, you know, Friday night, she gets home, a couple of drinks, you know, like, hey baby, you know, fancy, you know, tasting your and She's like, I've spent a week Tasting my arse, the yes. fucking last thing I want to taste right now is my arse.
0: Yeah, that that's very true. I think perhaps she'd more want to watch a box set.
1: Yeah, she she absolutely. Yeah. Uh So no. Well. Anyway, if we can get back to the football, because I think that that's you know why. Well, actually, you know what? These new listeners are fucked off, and the regulars do prefer this shit. So uh, maybe we can continue on this. But no. The reason for the hilarity is Scott and I are in a continued good mood after Rangers continued what has to be, not has to, is now absolutely uh, our best runner form of the season. Lovely to see after, uh, obviously, such a slow start, but uh, we spanked Hamilton 4-0 a game that rangers dominated from start to finish it's no exaggeration got the goals at the right time because just as you know the, the really good start was needing that goal it came then the second one just before half time and then the third one 55 minutes and then you know the only regret i think anyone could have from saturday is that it stopped at 4
0: well i think there's a couple of things that need to be said first hamilton ackies right
1: mm-hmm.
0: scotty mcandrews Suns team Could probably beat them
1: Well right. Very possibly But We beat ourselves up All season After we have failed To deliver you you? Yes, Against yeah. absolute crud So yes. I think We are entitled I don't think we're being Hypocritical To then say No you know what I'm going to enjoy this Because exactly. we, we did beat ourselves up It's not like we went Ah well You know it. it we didn't write it off We said they're rubbish We should be beating them And now they're, they're still rubbish But we did And not only did we beat them It was like an old school Routine victory, Scott It, it was, was But well, a, a, a small I, team came And got slayed No bother The team did exactly What they want That's that's to me What, what was most encouraging
0: well, I think what, what I think also came out For me though was uh, Pedro must go Why? Because We beat them 6-0 under Murti Mm. And I think getting rid of Graham Murti And Martin replacing him with Pedro Is a colossal mistake And we can see In the two weeks since um, The return is just poorer Than it was before I would just, just- like
1: people To bookmark this moment um, Ten minutes into this pod On this date Just for a simple fact In two years Whenever When it comes to You know The inevitable We need to fire the manager chat Scott was in there first
0: Thanks You see that was actually Partly humour But also partly football trendiness mm. I want to sack the manager The first week of him getting the job
1: I've never known you Not to want a manager To get sacked To be honest It, it, saves, time. It's novel, uh-huh. it saves time It's, it's a oh. novel approach I've known you 20 years And I've never known you To, to not want the manager sacked it's-
0: Ironically I didn't want Paul Le Guin sacked And he was shit Ah
1: that's true So maybe what we should For, for Pedro to keep his job In the eyes of you He should just be Rubbish but urbane
0: Yes, you see, I want Pedro to be sacked. Brackets that probably means it'll be really good. All right,
1: okay, no, I get your point. Um, but uh, the, the game itself, uh, as I say, I thought that things that were noticeably different. The formation, for a start, I thought we played what looked more like a very fluid four-two-three-one. Pedro yeah. said before the match that he was going to that they, there wouldn't be a significant amount of team changes in the not It was Lee Hodson dropped out, Tavernier went back to right back, and um, and came John Tiral, and it, it was a four two three one that was also uh, at times a diamond, uh, a four four two with Tiral at the base of the diamond, Holt, Heinman in midfield, Mackay just off the strikers. But what was very noticeable about the the formation is that it was never a four three three. No, we've been talking for years on this pod
0: and it started with some of the younger players and some of the players, I mean, sometimes you get a midfield player with a really sweet foot but maybe they're not as physical and we, we, I mean we've obviously watched a lot of European football and a lot of teams put a playmaker as part of the four-two-three-one, as part of the two and they actually, it's almost like an American football style playmaker, like a quarterback and I, I think Torral there was actually, it worked really well Um because you can read the play, break up the play, but you can also pass the ball when we get it back. Mm. Uh, and I think that's something that we've talked about for years. 4-2-3-1 does not need to be two screening midfielders, both defensive types. Mm. You can easily have someone who's got a range, especially long passing, mm. um, to open teams up. And Pirlo, of course, was the best in the, in the world at that. When
1: it, went to, say, when it went to the 4-2-3-1, I should say it was Holt who would drop in to be the other one, and mm. Heinemann would would move forward.
0: Because Heinemann's quite a creative player and I think there's room for that kind of tactical I mean Hindman seems to be very good in the edge of the box and in the box and Torral's maybe more long range passing and Torral's not got a lot of pace so asking him to back up the strikers might not be the best idea but asking him to break up play intercept and keep the ball moving well that could be perfect and not keeping Mackay stuck to his wing is also something that we should try and we did we tried it a bit Mm -hmm. him off the strikers He's a good, clever player, and I'm not saying he's a natural number ten, but it's something we should certainly experiment with.
1: I think it, um, it's not that like we have a lot of of options. I mean, what what would tend to happen with a four-two-three-one? As I say, would be Holt would drop in and to make the two, and then it would be Miller would would drop a little bit back, uh, and you'd have uh, Miller, Heinemann, Mackay. Um, but then, as I say, when it was a four-four-two, it would be then Mackay who went to the head of the diamond. So. Players were asked to, to be flexible, which they're capable of, I think, I mean, quite clearly. So, I mean, to play in a couple of mildly different positions, I think, professional yeah. football. To move 10 yards <laughs> yeah. back. So yeah. you're, you're playing, why just now move in a bit? I think they're capable of that. But um, it was fluid and they changed it around and it kept Hamilton in the back foot. Now, you're absolutely right, Hamilton were, I think, clearly they're not a good site, and they had just taken a scudding off us and were keen to avoid another scudding, which they didn't, actually. That's another thing to remember. But that meant that they played a packed defence. Um, my God, have we struggled all season against packed defences at Ibrooks and we really, really didn't. Um, We made chances. We were energetic. People asked if there was any significant difference. It's a lot to ask in a week, and you know, had we been poor, we wouldn't be blaming the manager so... I accept that this is possibly I was reading a little too much into it but watching from the stands I felt there was a bit more aggression there was certainly yeah. there was certainly more urgency there was less sterile possession uh, by that what, what I mean with the ball being held in either the the sort of second quarter of the field in hour half or you know in the center circle or being passed among defenders that that was was much reduced. possibly because more trust was placed in the likes of Terrell and Hydman, to, as you say, build the play. But I felt that the the team were quicker into challenges, quicker. Certainly, the pressing was was much higher to try and win the ball back. And there was a wonderful start that Hamilton touched the ball five times in our box on the match on Saturday. Now, obviously, a terrible reflection on them, but I think a reflection on the way Rangers attacked the match and decided, you know, this is gonna be something that we're gonna try and, and get this game won. As opposed to our first order of business being get control of the football and get lots of possession. It was get control of the football in certain areas and get it moving.
0: I think following on from that there was two two things which Graham Murti started and we talked about it as well the last couple of weeks. One is set pieces are a lot better, a lot more dangerous. We look like we might score from them. And yet, at the other end, we don't look like we're going to concede every time a team gets a corner.
1: I would say we're still at the sort of maybe every second time, but I know I'll take your
0: point. Yeah, it, yeah, it takes time, but it looks as if we're working on them.
1: Yeah, that, yeah, it does.
0: And secondly, I think what Marty started is, and I think you hit it on the, the nail on the head there with uh, Hindman, especially. I think, unlike under the previous regime, some of the players have been told that they can make a mistake. Get the ball forward. If you see a pass, if you see somebody inside the fullback, just try it. And it's not always coming off, and we're not Barcelona yet. But you can tell that, I think under the last regime, there was positions to be held, places to stay. He didn't move beyond this area or that area. Hindman, especially, is a great example. He will get the ball and flick the ball over, 20-yard pass over the defence. It might not get there, but he's doing these first-time instinctive, first-time balls, and I think... Um, is it relaxing the players David is it that is it the pressure trying to be off but Graeme Marty started it. I it's Pedro definitely did it is get that ball forward fast if the move breaks down and you see the team struggling to re- regroup get the ball passed to them spot the early runs and that's something that just didn't happen I think under the old regime there was a lot of fear about giving the ball away mm. and making a mistake and th- we seem to be a little bit more taking chances in the last third which you have to with packed defences which is what you get in the SPL Teams are not going to oblige us by opening up. So if we get them unsettled, we have to try and get that killer ball. And that's something I've, I've liked uh, the last three or four weeks, actually.
1: Um, on the Graham Murray thing, I thought it was a, a lovely, a really, really great gesture. The Union Bears unfurled a banner welcoming Pedro to Ibrox, but they also unfurled a banner thanking Graham Murray for his efforts. And I thought that that was, that was tremendous. So massive hat we, tip to the Union we, Bears. We've over. talked
0: about this. The last caretaker manager we had... Basically started crying in the interviews, didn't he? Yeah,
1: Dad, I don't want to be here.
0: Yeah, Gray Murthy didn't want to be here either. He made that clear. But what he did was stand up like a man
1: mm.
0: and take the job. Yep. Oh. Yeah, what can I get from this? What can I do for the club? What can I do for myself, my own reputation? How can I actually take the situation that I don't particularly want to be in and run with it? And didn't just break down in a blubbering mess. And I think it speaks volumes for the guy himself and for the club that he was able to make it work for four weeks in a job that he didn't want either. Um, But he put other things above what he wanted, and yeah, absolute credit to
1: him. Yeah, I think so, and uh, he was there, he he tweeted afterwards how touched he was, but you saw him on the bench on on Saturday celebrating the goals, you know, so great to see, and uh, I I totally agree, I just think that there was a guy who, especially after the two early defeats, you know, could just have been like, I I desperately want out here, but instead he energised the side and, and delivered, certainly started, our best run of the season, and now there is a little bit of confidence returning to the team. And the way the fixtures have worked out have been have been decent for us. Our next fixture after the international break is a home fixture, another three o'clock kick off, and I mean that's that's fabulous. It lets us build the momentum. The manager was really excited. You could tell because what he said was he said you know we've had one week to try and, as he put it, to encourage new behaviours. Uh, and In and like two weeks you And you saw some of them today You'll see more of them After we've had two weeks With the players And of, of course that's true I mean having Having three solid weeks To work with the players I mean I, I, I would have accepted That Saturday was a game To get three points And get out of the way If you know what I mean um, Because it came in the middle Of this yep. period Where the manager Is, is going to try and get His, his message across But uh, Early thoughts then I mean There's it's kinda of like looking at a leaked table after the first game of the season. But you know, early thoughts on Pedro? I mean, apart from the fact that he's got a name that, that cost uh, you your dignity on, on Twitter. I'd like to see we did a poll, Scott, on Twitter, over who had mangled right. Pe- who had mangled Pedro's name worse last week, you or I. Now I had called him Cashina. Okay? You mm-hmm. had called him many things and we don't actually have time in the pod to list all the variations of his name that that you had come up with. But the one that really seemed to strike yeah. a chord with the listeners and the one that got tweeted the most was your Cacchino one. Um, now, yes. I think that we've agreed that the pronunciation is, in fact, kashinya. But I did oh, a see yeah. to who had yeah. t- who had been the most cack-handed. Uh, that noise here, by the way, is just... Maya has just jumped up looking for attention, so... Highly professional podcast You're currently playing Second figure folks To my dog But uh, Yes 26% of people yeah. Said That I had done so um, Right More. I know what the
0: result are. I know I know
1: 74% I mean, I'm... Well of course you should know What the fucking result is If I told you 26% And two options I might have gone to a Catholic school Well 74% said... Well, actually, you might have... you know what? Because you went to the fucking scouts. More and more's mm-hmm. coming out about you that's leaving you, like, just overwhelmingly untrustworthy. Well, what can I say? But 74% um, went for the EuroMongo option. Shit, well, we can't well, say that. Well, that seems That's enough. you um, again, see? I've eradicated that sort of language from yeah, my... Right, I'm a Scott Brown. Yeah, yeah. Right, I okay, yeah, I'm a Scott Brown. So... 74% Apologies to anyone Who's offended by you Yeah No No Yes But no No But We are sorry But yeah, yeah Anyway yeah We didn't mean it No And uh, we, we do apologise But yes 76 74% to 26 Said Scott You're a twat
0: But in many ways That means I win How I get more Than you well, uh, th- th- that is true. you did. I get 74 of the things, the percentages. That is true. And in, you only get 20, i yeah, see?
1: In, in the, you know, who is a complete nut or bell and you did get more. Um, I was a bit surprised that you gained 26%, to be honest, but then I remember we live in a world where people watch Mrs Brown's Boys.
0: That's very true, and seem to enjoy it. More, well, definitely, I, I don't as,
1: know, as, why as, would they? As much as you, you can enjoy anything when you're... IQs and double digits but back to the game Uh, back to the game my uh, early impressions sorry we sidetracked again yes exactly this is your fault you distract me if we were at school and not the one you went to clearly a proper school like I went to um, the teacher would have split us up because you distract me
0: I tell you my school bus the windows were immaculate I can imagine Um, and right early impressions are I'm quietly confident that Pedro's going to weed out a bit of the, as you say, finding about passing the ball sideways, and then afterwards claiming that we'd 75% possession after getting beat one 0 by Motherwell or something. Yeah. I'm hoping that those days are gone. As I say, I'm hoping that he keeps working on the fast ball to try and unsettle the, the defence, get it forward a bit quicker. Tactical variation, don't play the same way every week. Catch teams, surprise teams. Um, maybe working set pieces, and as you say, press a bit higher. We've talked to this for a bit seven years in the spot or whatever. Scottish teams aren't very good. The defenders especially aren't very technical. If you harass them, they're going to lump it and give you the ball back. Mm-hmm. So why not try it? And third, the other thing I, I had, to, and I know we're going to come on to this anyway, but Rangers apparently are apparently looking for a, a part of the management team who's a link, somebody who knows the club, is local, isn't Portuguese and can sort of um, keep Pedro posted with what the fans might want, sort of what the jungle drums are saying. Mike graham be that man and, I mean they seem to have someone in, I know he's a good under 20 coach See, and he's doing good work there that's my but,
1: argument I would argue that the under 20 job is more important to us than you know that role assistant manager maybe no but that role which is going to be liaison and uh, local knowledge and putting the cones out I think Graham Murray could do us more of a turn for a long term future with the under 20s if he's yeah, if he yeah. confident he can turn out guys who are going to be first teamers from that, I think it would be a little bit of a waste of his talents. If, however, he was interested in the job, then yes, we made uh, I think a pretty a pretty solid case. I think the listeners agreed last week for Neil McCann to do that job. But if he doesn't want it, and Graham Murray did, I actually agree totally. I think if Graham Murray wants the job, I think it should be all bets are off. I think he earned that um, uh, yep. because you know. It, to be thrown into that, there's a guy who clearly is intelligent, uh, can has good man management skills, and doesn't shrink under pressure. I think we learned that in in his period. Oh. So I would have no problem with that. I just feel at the moment, given where we are as a club and what we have to be as a club going forward, if Graham Marty can confidently say, Do you know what, I reckon I can produce two, three first teamers for you guys every two seasons. Then that's where I would leave him, and that's an that's important more important, job. yeah. But, but as I say, if, but, he, if he wanted the job, I'd have no problem. You mentioned so, there. some of the, names, the say, yeah, right, right. Before we come to the local knowledge thing, yeah, because there are names in the frame. Um, something you said there I thought was really interesting, which was about he won't do the same thing every week, and I think that's important because Saturday was a good case in point. I thought James Tavern needed a great game going forward. There were several. Uh, fantastic runs he made, he was at the heart of a lot of good stuff, I thought he was terrific in that half, almost scored um, with a terrific free kick, no worries at all about, about that, but defensively, he had a couple of lapses, got away with him, now, in a game like that, and against Motherwell at home, or Partick at home, or Dundee at home, or Kilmarnock at home, or whoever, where a team is going to sit in, and say, on you go then, James Tavernier would be, for me, among the first names on the team sheet at right back. Yep. Were we going to Tynecastle or Petodre or Mordor, then I would maybe go, do you know what? We're not going to have to make the players much. We are going to have to defend more. They're going to come out a bit against us. I'm going to play a more defensively-minded player in Hodson in there, mm-hmm. or whoever comes in in the summer. Potentially, you put put Tavernier in front of him, but... Mm-hmm. I think that that would, would be an example of a mindset that has to kind of alter per game, which was something Warburton never got his head round.
0: It's also a question of Pedro wants to build, OK? And I think he knows he's not got Hindman or Torral next season. But obviously what's really good for Pedro is he can try all these formations and he can see what works, as you say, against what opposition. Because he's not just weighing up Rangers and the squad, he's weighing up the league we play in. And I think that will also determine his recruitment. Like, he might try a 4 3 one a 4-4-2 with a diamond. But as you see, he'll also be seeing how does that affect the teams we play? How do results go? What unsettles these teams with packed defences? How good are they technically? And I think it'll also help him to actually find out who he's after in the summer, which is... Because uh, you can't just... I mean, Warburton sort of collected players, it seemed at times, randomly. But I think Pedro's going to have to target the kind of players he can fit into a system that might do some damage to the opposition and that's why also trying different formations is going to be really important as well what sticks what works what doesn't work what don't we need what don't we have and I think it'll all go towards um, I think it'll go towards his recruitment in the summer
1: Yeah, As we said on here uh, earlier on we know there's going to be mass turnovers of, player, uh, turnover of players in the summer and I think we understand that but we did suggest on here that maybe when a new manager comes in there's pretty much always uh, a case of two or three players that you think were surplus requirements begin to play better than they had previously and, and are retained when you maybe wouldn't have thought that they would be. And I thought on Saturday, for example, Jason Holt it kind of illustrated that point where he had narrowed what Jason Holt had to do, you know, and in, instead of Holt being one of these three midfielders who pretty much had to do everything. Um... I thought he would narrowed the parameters of what Jason O had to do where he was given a much more specific job which entailed less but allowed him to do more. And yeah. that's the kind of thing I'm quite excited about where there are players that perhaps we might have written off but we've long, long said as fans and on the pod and on message boards etc we've all discussed how Warburton's biggest failing was that he was asking people to do something they couldn't do. And I wonder what it might be like for some of these players if we have a manager who asks them to do things they can do and only that, and say to them, I know you can't do X, I'll figure that out. You know, I'll work something out in the, the system and the team around that. You just do this, right? So in Hoke's case, it was like, you've got wonderful energy right in the midfield. I want you to go and close people down in this area of the field constantly, get the ball and recycle it. And that was all he did
0: on Saturday but he did it terrifically Thought so Waghorn Waghorn has come out now he's not he wouldn't criticise Warburton but Waghorn's already come out and said if you play me up front I'll score and if you don't make me sort of hug the touchline as a winger I'll be more effective this you know uh, and training's great under Pedro now I think he can probably be between the lines there as well yeah and you're right some of the players that we had playing wide simply weren't wingers they weren't Wide attackers well,
1: I think and if you think, look at Forrest With his lack of pace He's never ever Going to be able to play As a, as a wide yeah. attacker he's, he's just not quick enough
0: Nope um, And a lot of them It's a bit like Sort of you know, I'm stranded mm. um, And I think A lot of them You yes, seem to be If you ask If you ask a striker To play up front Then we can judge him If you say to a striker right, You're sort of A right winger now mm. it's, it's always hard to know Especially when they're left footed and after that cutting thing, it's hard to judge how well they're doing or otherwise. Mm. Um, and I, yeah, Pedro maybe trying out his strikers, but up front, yeah, <laughs> it, it's
1: it's just, it, who knows? It is. It's just things like that. It's like I think the way that Warburton wanted to play exposed a lot of players because it put their failings, it put the things that they couldn't do very, very much on display. And it's easy to then forget about the things that they can do. Whereas I think if a manager comes in, you know, that touch more practical and his feeling is, okay, you're not great at this, so I'm not going to ask you to do this. However, you're good at that, so I would like you to do that and I'll work out, if you like, a sort of do-over to cover the thing that you're not good at.
0: Great examples, O'Halloran. Now, what are you going to say? No, I'm just going to say we've no central strikers who headed the ball much. We don't score many headers, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So we bought a winger, but then said, we've oh, got to join in the play. Now, he, his technical expertise is up there with you, yours and mine. Mm. Oh, he's not a technical player, he's not a good footballer. But he's a speed merchant who gets round and knocks crosses in. But we didn't have a striker. So it's that kind of madness that I'm hoping Pedro puts an end to. Yeah. What, what, you know, it's like, oh, we've got a fast pacey winger. Oh, we don't play any target men. Nobody can hit the ball. All yeah. oh, right. What are we are going to do? Oh, put him on the bench and pay him eight grand a week without ever playing him
1: I'd like to point out Scott that um, there's a fantastic photograph of Michael O'Halloran giving it big licks after Clint's goal at the piggery. it's
0: only because he had money on us for a draw well even that would be a good sign (laughs) it's a good sign I know no it's fine I'm saying that kind of nonsensical signing whereby we don't play like that Mm. we don't have anyone that can dovetail with you and we're never going to ever adopt those tactics just end that if Pedro ends the nonsense um, as you say Jason Hope, Jason Holt was lost In a 4 um, 3 To an extent and
1: just at, at a higher level I thought he was good At a higher season.
0: level Yeah And just get players playing Where they can Doing things they can do mm. And uh, that's all we asked for Is just Organisation about shape And Trying to break teams down The onus is in Rangers We've sold out I think Our last six league games At home Which is unbelievable Going back to about November mm. We've got we'll huge support make and we it, We'll make it seven it. Before the night
1: we'll, I guarantee
0: it I guarantee it We sold out It's a Saturday yep. Those fans just want to see us trying to break our team down uh all out for victory and and that's I think if pedro already and, and Graeme and Marty started it, they look much keener on scoring goals than in keeping the ball and passing it sideways and that's all anybody can ask for.
1: they say that you can do you can tell a lot from animals and that's why they do animal testing right which obviously I'm not in favor of as an animal lover but you can read into a lot of things that how humans will react to stuff now Scott my little dog who Mm -hmm. hasn't left my side for a week Mm -hmm. got up when you were talking there and left the room she's a female dog Mm -hmm. isn't that amazing the similarities between the animal kingdom and human that a lady hears you talking and gets up and leaves the room
0: well, partially, because, of course, in real life, it's usually male and female mm. who leave the room when I'm talking. So it's no, only, no. only half right. I, just,
1: I think that's great, because I was wondering, you know, she's been very clingy um, since, since Arthur went, and thank you, because, you know, you've given her the impetus to want to go and be independent and lie somewhere else in the house. Scott, boring the arts off people since edition one that's of Heart that, and that's Hand. true. Now, there is some talk it's paper talk and as we all know that uh, let's be honest it's uh, often rubbish that Nottingham Forest are going to come back in for uh, certain Rangers players one of them mentioned actually was Waghorn, and I think that strikes me as a bit odd given what Waghorn has said about um, about well backhandedly said about Warburton since he left but there's also talk for Rob Kiernan who I believe it's a contractual obligation for Mark Orleton to sign him at every club he goes to, or at least attempt to. That's fine. Uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, do you think that the best in the business will decide to do something crazy and go and watch other players, or will he just do as usual and open up the book of players that he's he's previously uh, uh, worked with and and bring them in? And what in which case should we be going? Oh, good, we've got a chance to dump some of this.
0: Yes, I think, to be honest, without getting sued, and you can keep me... Our lawyer's on the line at the moment, isn't he, David? Our, our top lawyer's there. Mm. I think the system, which is operated by Messrs. Warburton, we and the best in the business, will certainly not be coming to an end. The system will not be, be ceasing simply because of the change of postcode. And the many reasons why that system is in place... Will need to be facilitated in the future, thus necessitating a use of certain players.
1: Beautiful. Phew. Absolutely beautiful. Yes. No. Uh, I I agree. I would be I would be stunned if at least one of our players. I mean, obviously they should have a bit more money, which might mean that they can go for ex, Watford and Brentford players. Yeah. Who uh, you know cost a bit more. But um, I do think one or two will be on the radar There was talk that he's a target Waghorn for Forest, Derby And uh, Sunderland And I think If we got a reasonable amount I can't really see, it. while I like Certain players at the club, I can't see any Of them who I would consider unsellable
0: No, um, he's a Sunderland fan isn't he? Yeah, I think Is he, he so, out there didn't he? Yeah, so I think that's, if they come in I'm pretty certain he would go also, without being unkind, I think they'll be in the Championship next season. Yeah,
1: I think that's which, fairly certain. Yeah.
0: yeah, which makes it a bit more realistic. Um, there's none of them... Are, I think the only thing for me would be the price. I, I don't want to shaft Warburton and Weir, but, but then it, but then in another way,
1: yeah.
0: I, I really do. Yeah. So, I, don't,
1: uh, I, don't, I, don't, I I wouldn't make them... You know, I don't think anyone at Rangers would price them out of the market, but nor do I want us to go... Okay, you can have them for like two hundred grand. Yeah, they're not fabulous players, but you'd be looking at a couple of mil.
0: I think that's what I mean. I would like to see us getting fair market value for them. Oh yeah, and, and uh, there's none of them are particularly standing in the way of the um, a him career development uh, such as it is. No, that but maybe Barry McKay. I don't know. Right. Maybe wait. No, uh, let's. Right. Okay. Now I think he's, we, have, we I, haven't got all night, right? I I know. I I, think, I want to talk. Yeah, we need to talk about it. Maybe a different pod. No. The Barry Mackay conundrum. Can it be sorted in a
1: minute? Yeah, I think we've raved about. I've raved about Barry Mackay more consistently than you. Right, as you know. Um yes. You you had doubts at the start of last season, but I think one thing that we can all agree is that he has fantastic ability. Technically, he's top player
0: in Scotland, yes.
1: He's just astonishing. I've seen him do things, as you say naturally that other people can't do it. But, you know, a ball's fired at him from distance and he kills it instantly. It's not ability with Barry Mackay. I perhaps question at times his desire. I think there are matches that he should be dominating that he doesn't. And then I have to balance it with his age and... The, the tumult that's surrounded him And his time at Rangers And everything that's been going on It's an odd one I wouldn't be But then again If he's he's only got a year on his deal this summer So if he doesn't sign a new deal We have to sell him It's the summer. Ah he's off that. anyway So yeah, yeah uh, And then, then the discussion becomes moot So I'll,
0: I'll offer one defence for Baz Before we move on okay And that is the Loudrup As it's known So many times in Europe Loudrop was marked by about three players, okay, mm. and in Brian's mind, of course, that meant there's space everywhere else. Yeah, our thick players would pass the ball yeah. to him anyway. Yeah, and I wonder sometimes if Brian Mc... like, especially. Oh, I against... think that's a
1: fair point. I, yeah. yeah, sometimes like, you see get... him three guys round him, and he still, you know, the bug gets fired to him, he loses it, and the fans are up and arms at him. I think that's a really yeah, fair point. Yeah, I think
0: maybe a better quality of player or a better tactics, so or maybe Pedro can get to grips with this. If he's getting marked out a game, the likes of Hindman or perhaps Miller a bit deeper, there should be an avenue to get the ball to different players who aren't treble or double marked. And maybe with a better system around that, we'll stop giving the ball to him anyway. And thats I do find it unfair sometimes. He gets physical, tough treatment, and people still just keep passing him the ball. And if we stop... That, to me, is passing the buck when you pass him the ball when he's marked. And let's see what happens when other players take the turn on the ball creatively. Yeah, But I can, as you say, I it's, it's a moot point. But as you say, if he doesn't... The rumours are he's not going to sign an extension That's the rumour Then he'll be off anyway And it makes no difference what we say Because the club will never let him leave in a Bosman No and shouldn't No and no no, no, shouldn't no, no, We'd
1: be correct not to um, The local manager The name at the time of recording Tuesday night So you know Something could have happened By the time you come to listen to this So we'll keep this brief But the name mentioned uh, a lot at the moment Is Barry Ferguson For that number three role oh. Uh Scott, I think I know your feelings on that, but uh, would you care to share them with the listeners?
0: Well, no, I'll I'll be polite. Okay, I'm not a huge Barry Ferguson fan, but I'll I'll try and be a bit... I can see both sides. He's got coaching badges. He played for Rangers for years. His brother played for Rangers, and he's got huge connections to the club. On the other hand, there's two things against it. Number one, even you and I were talking actually this morning on Facebook... But did you notice every thread, he's divisive. There's not a single thread I saw on Facebook or Twitter where anybody could come to any agreement, whether he was a traitorous fanny or a legend.
1: Mm.
0: I I just think there's always this thing with Barry Ferguson, there's no unanimity behind that appointment. He's controversial and and already this morning people were arguing with each other on social media and I I, I don't know if that's a good start. And secondly, there are rumours... And counter rumours, and who knows the truth? But, but allegedly, that he leaks like a sieve to the press, and that is probably the last thing we need. The situation we're in now, the forces against us in this country, in the league, the the press is joy, utter joy. At every point we drop, I think circling the wagons is what we need more than actually people starting to give exclusives off the record. And I worry about that aspect. If it's true, I don't think we need anyone dropping tidbits from behind the scenes.
1: The, that that's my top and one. The key thing I see I I'm a, it's a tough one for me. I absolutely adored Barry Ferguson the player. Uh, the only transfer window I can remember in years where I actually stayed up watching it was the one where he was rumoured to be coming back and it was it was done late on the transfer window and I was desperate for it to happen. Um I don't have anything against him for going to Blackburn. I know other people do the timing sucked, but I do understand why he went. And also a thing that people forget at the time was that if any player expressed an interest at that time in maybe moving and they had a value it was almost suggested to them by the people who ran the club that it was you know it was like a calling for the ministry you know they just oh you yeah, hand the shoulder and you know they 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 had booked your taxi sort of thing so i think people need to remember that it's the behaviour the second time round and yes the, <laughs> If you have someone who isn't the manager's choice and is so, you know, it's not because the manager likes him or is friendly with him or has worked with him, but it's someone to come in and work with the manager, which I'm not against, as I've said before. But if you then have these two who maybe clash and one has a relationship with the press, as you say, and he does, right, it's not unfair to suggest that he does. Barry has a number of contacts in the Scottish media and is considered a contact by a number in the Scottish media. Would that then put us in a position where stories go out to try and spin certain parties in one light and certain parties in another? Now, given the fact that that's the case, it also means that even if it did happen and it wasn't him, there would be suspicion it was.
0: Yes, that's the thing. People see if Pedro it wasn't going well and there was disturbances behind the scenes people would put two and two together and, and that's not, as I'm saying is that the best start? Is that the best framework to come in? For what especially the role of a gonk um, do we need somebody maybe more unanim- Like I heard the name Nacho Novo mentioned mm. and I don't know his coaching qualifications but it certainly would be a lot more unanimously welcomed and approved of I think it would be less controversial
1: yeah I, 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 and I can understand that Time will tell As I say by tomorrow Someone could have been appointed It could be Barry It could be somebody totally different But I'm sure we will Come back to that in the future Scott um, It's International Week Is it? Yes now, as Are Scotland you playing? Uh, yeah. They could be They, yeah, they yeah. most certainly could be And, and I for one 50, 50 chance Would welcome Such a thing yeah, the would be a great game, wouldn't it, that one? hmm that's what yeah. I would be looking forward to. Um, but I did note that the SFA have said that they don't think that Hamden is fit for purpose. I think it was Ralph Topping actually said that, as the chairman of the SPFL. Um, but they're all, you know, they're all like puppets on... Different fingers of the same hand, anyway. So, what that means is, you know, we're not happy with Amden and the leash runs out and they might be going somewhere else. And he mentioned possible alternative venues as being Ibrox, Murrayfield, and Celtic Park. I think we know where this is going, don't we?
0: Now, genuinely, listeners, we, we're going to have a competition. With the question, which venue do you think would end up becoming the de facto national stadium should hand and close? But we can't be bothered going through so many correct
1: entries hmm, Exactly, I'm not giving away a prize for that, for Christ's sake no. You know, it would, uh, be, it would be like at your school, when everybody was a winner You know, I'm not. we're, we're not doing that David, we
0: were all special, we I were know, told I that
1: I never, never disagreed with that one second, mate But uh, yeah, it would, it would be a bit like that Yes, I think we know where this is going, folks, don't we? Yes Yes so uh, I, I wonder I, how much the rent will be that Celtic Peter will charge, SFA Peter.
0: Uh, but I'm sure it would be equitable and probably the going rate, <laughs> probably the market rate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe it for any of the first thing. I was sitting with my dad a couple of weeks ago when it was first mooted, The Hamden wasn't fit for purpose and had to. And the first thing we both said was. Fuck Celtic Park
1: Celtic
0: Park yeah yeah instantly
1: cup finals Scotland games you know what it's bound to be isn't it Um, but you know it it is what it is I suppose but uh, yeah I I think we can see where this one is going and I don't think you need to be particularly um, as you say that conversation was you your dad and Helen Keller and she knew Yes What was happening So I think that That, that kind of Puts that a perspective Scott we've actually I thought we would struggle This week um, But we haven't For time uh, A lot of that is due to Us talking pish But I think the listeners Are used to that by now But uh, Just to to Wrap us up Then Why wouldn't you give us A good old Couple of them Sporting integrity awards
0: Do you know what I think I will I'll, I'll leave the people Going into international week in the big game Featuring the the thing with the stuff
1: I will say this on March Message Board. Um, yeah. again, the, the Sporting Integrity Award is a bit like the Barry Ferguson, um, of sections on Hartman, yeah, yeah. And the, I, I would agree that it's divisive because some people love it, re- some people really love it almost. You're half right. Some people really <laughs> do, no, some people genuinely love it, and some people genuinely really, really, really don't like it now. Oh. My view on it has always been thus I think that it keeps you happy. It does. And I think that's nice. And I I got
0: I got awfully excited about you it. You got awfully
1: excited about it. I do. And the other thing about it is is that last week we had a new manager and an old firm game, right? The week before that the whole new manager speculation, results, everything that was going on, the director of football being appointed or not appointed or whatever. Um, Before that, we had all the war-button shenanigans, right? Those weeks filled themselves. Like an
0: incontinence trousers. (laughs) Very
1: much so, yes. Now, on a week like this, (laughs) we've beat Hamilton for now, Yes, right? And I we hand. always
0: be we always be Hamilton for now We
1: may need a sporting integrity award section. I'm just saying. So to the listeners that really hate it, um, I I see where you're coming from. However, I think that we're, you're going to have to accept that it's the squad player of heart and hand.
0: It is. It can fill a variety of roles. Equally it's the anti-Halliday
1: of heart and hand.
0: It is also can I also say. And David was too polite to mention this, of course, but he works hard as the anchor of the pod, doesn't he? Mm. And I know for a fact that he likes using this time to open a can of Pepsi <laughs> <Yes>. and <laughs> move on to for, a piss. for
1: a slash <laughs> or something, yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, that can never be under- understated. The giving well, a, a long minutes.
1: time to sit and just talk. I mean, Mike, We're old men, men. It. exactly. Oh man, talk about that. I mean, up and down. See through the night for a piss. Yeah. Uh. It's all that,
0: you see, honestly, what's the amount of uh, Pepsi Max you drink
1: I've switched recently to uh, Cherry Aid Still, it's going to go right through you, mate It does go right through me yeah, I've
0: got uh, it. Um, Still, you know, it's your toilet, your house you
1: know, It still reminds <laughs> me, though, one time I was bemoaning the amount of uh, Pepsi I was drinking to, to an old guy who'd helped me give up the drink mm-hmm. And I said, uh, I, I, I filled the fridge with cans of Diet Pepsi Because, you know, when I was trying to stop drinking So used to you know Having a can in my hand Kind of thing So I'm going But I said I'm drinking litres of this stuff And he said "Uh, You ever belted the wife After a diet Pepsi binge I said no He said We'll just keep drinking it then
0: That's not fair Yes It does less damage Doesn't it Absolutely It's safer Right What I'm going to do of course Is I'm going to Start I'm going to go to South America Okay Mm -hmm. It's a safe place to go A couple of cheery stories About our South American cousins Okay um, first of all, Chile. And uh, it's a nice name for a club, actually. The club are called Santiago Good Morning. Oh,
1: ah, that's nice. In English?
0: Yes. Oh, are you okay? And their coach, Hernan Godoy, was asked for his assessment of what he called the bastard officials, okay? Uh, so, and this is what he said. Have some sympathy. If you mashed all those four officials together in a pot, you still wouldn't get one good one out of them. It's not just robbery. It's shit robbery. That's are the worst pressed?
1: type of and robbery. Then,
0: yes. <laughs> yes. are you pressed? you see nothing. You don't rock the boat. You don't want water to go over the side. You won't get your arses wet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he was banned for this outburst. Okay. Seems harsh. But then he said, so the second press conference was asking if we're getting banned for this. He said, I regret my words, but not their essence or what I meant by them. <laughs> right, <laughs> so not, not really his words. And then he ended it with, apparently stood up and said, I'm a man,
1: I'll die with my boots on. I like that. He sounds automatic. If Pedro doesn't he's work here, cool. if he's got any Scottish knowledge, I think we should consider him for the number
0: yes. three. Hernan Godoy, mm. lovely. And even crazier though, Argentina's under 20 coach is a gentleman called Gerardo Salorio. Mm-hmm. Okay? He's 57 years old, right? But the team were training and some local youths were casting aspersions on his work. So he tried to climb In the fence to fight them, love it, (laughs) love it, and he got suspended. And and again, in his defence, people call me old. People call me an old drunk. People say I was drunk at the time. But look, I just climbed that fence to look for the haters. I've said a thousand sorrys, but God, I'm like Jesus. (laughs) Everyone's at me. Everyone's at me for no reason, persecuting me. I just wanted to sort out those people at the side, and it wasn't people. He said.
1: I think it's always yeah. nice when people consider, compare themselves to the Son of God uh, yeah. as a way of getting themselves off the hook for something.
0: Yes, but so there you go. Fifty-seven-year-old tried to climb a perimeter fence to fight the local neds who
1: are who are abusing them. Uh, we've all been there. We've all been there. We've all been there. I have one excellent support Yeah, um, it's our old friend Tim Sherwood. Yay! Now, uh, uh, Tim. Tim Sherwood, the, the Londonist uh... London guy ever. <laughs> your... <laughs> well, funny, well, I should funny that, yes. you should <laughs> say that, Funny yes. you should say that, um, I'm going to do one of my tried and tested accents here, folks. Um, again, a bit. This is, is, it, a... is it Harry Redknapp? Uh, it might well London go name? into a little bit of okay. Harry Redknapp, but if you can just imagine it as being Tactics Tim, right, as you've referred mm-hmm. to by the Guardian. And uh, this comes courtesy of the Guardian, the story, but it's in all the papers. But that was where I saw it because I'm a bleeding heart left wing liberal, as you know, Scott. Um, He has received a two match stadium ban um, after abusing referee Mark Brown. Now he's now the technical director of Swindon Town, not the manager. um, The technical good good old Swindon. Well, you know who knows? Who knows? 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 Um, He. Uh, the referees' report, which I am just about to quote from, uh, the referees' report has been made public about why he has uh, issued disciplinary action and why the FA have uh, ordered Sherwood not not merely with a, a touchline ban but with an actual stadium ban. And here it is: I was walking down the tunnel. Sherwood of Swindon Town approached me and said, "You're the only fucker in the ground. It's fucking seen it you, fucking mug." He then started pointing aggressively in my face I told him to calm down and stop pointing at me Or I would be sitting in the stands for the second half He then continued I wasn't even in the dugout you fucking mug And you'd be doing me a fiver (laughs) I told him I wanted to speak to him in my dressing room But he ignored me and walked off towards the Swindon changing room I followed him and stood outside and told the coaching staff I wanted Sherwood to come outside as I needed to speak to him after approximately 45 seconds Sherwood walked out and walked past me And I informed him that he would re- be reported for his comments His reply was Fuck off you mug <laughs> I then entered my dressing room area And informed the stewards of my decision And that if Sherwood tried to come down at the technical area He should not be allowed You fucking mug <laughs> You fucking mug <laughs>
0: He's so cockney at hops It is uh, brilliant. You know You fat I love I love the fact you tried to mug him off.
1: The fact you tried to
0: mug <laughs> him off. And Tim wouldn't have none of that, you say. He, I mean, he voted for Brexit, didn't he? He voted for Brexit, <laughs> yeah. And uh, See, when he was young, it was all pineal shops going that <laughs> way. And now it's all dark faces around where he's from. A, he's yeah.
1: the most cockney man in the whole world. I, he must own a taxi company. It, you'd hope. Little, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. A mini cab. Yeah, firm. And
0: a Pony and Trap
1: Yeah He's just so caught. Actually he talks a lot Of Pony and Trap he, he, I remember he's <laughs> his, his best one Where my favourite when He was doing commentary They don't ask him To do commentary anymore But his best one was Number 10's Just number 9's Down school gals <laughs> and, and he sacked him And they sacked him <laughs> And they sacked him you know. What were they thinking But uh, yeah so uh, uh, Tactics Tim The most cocky one the most But I'll give it to The Jesus Comparer Who is he did
0: you just compare it? Then there was a uh, Gerardo Solorio, Argentina's under twenty coach, who only wanted a square
1: goal. A- Argentinas. Sorry, you will just <laughs> you're, you're
0: obsessed now. Pedro Argentino, our new
1: manager Okay folks, that's uh, pretty much it A couple of things, just the usual You can get in touch with us Uh, uh, Go to Heart and Hand, the Rangers Facebook page Uh, Just search for us on Facebook Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast Uh, You can follow us on Twitter Uh, I'm at ibroxrocks, R-O-C-K-S And Scott is?
0: Scott Heart Hand
1: Um, We do try and uh, get back to as many people as, as possible um, provided you know you providing a fucking mug don't mug us uh, off yeah don't mug us off, yeah, off or, or, cuz you know would you talk to you if you had done that that's all i'm saying um but you you can follow us there next week is international break now having fucked it up for myself previously by usually we would get a week off but i had the last time this happened i did a pod where i was talking about the old days of rangers now i would be willing to do one again next week However, again, it comes down to if you give me any questions. So, if you want to give us any questions, please go to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast page on Facebook and leave any questions and uh, send them in to me on Twitter using the hashtag HHpod. Okay? So, hashtag HHpod. Now, it's up to you if we get no questions, not doing a pod, in which case, fantastic. Speech on two weeks after the next match. Uh, it's a week off for us. I'm perfectly happy with that, but I am a man of my word. And I did say the last time that if people liked it and they seemed to like it, then I would try and do these two or three times a year during the international break. So it can be questions about anything time with the trust, what's going on at Rangers, um, the best. Food for staff. Is anything at all that I can help you with? Then you know, just just get in touch with us. And like I say, because I can't be asked just you know, when they come in, noting them all down. Um, if you could use the hashtag to collate them, HHPod. Okay. So that's pretty much it from us this week. All that remains for me to do is to thank our executive producers in London, Mister Mike Lee and Mister Paul Miles. To thank my guest, Mister Scott Van Der Acker.
0: Thank you, and a shout out to Stuart Milne, but not that one. Uh, who recognised me from the pod and said, "Good work, lads, loving your, loving the pod." So there you go, I met a fan
1: in the flesh. Oh, that's nice. That is nice. Oh, yeah, uh, that's nice. Generally, when they meet us, they aren't as polite or nice as that. So no. you know, but 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 we'll take that. We'll take yeah. that. Uh, my name's David Edgar. I've been your host, and I'll talk to you again this time next week. Cheers. Bye. Network.